Peter Rush. Bishop FM. Green Matters is sponsored by King James WI. You can contact Durham County Federation of WIs on 079-324-34025. Peter at the heart of the community on 105.9 Bishop FM. Welcome along to uh, Green Matters, Peter, with you uh, for the next hour here on Bishop FM. Uh, this is the uh, last in the uh, present series uh, to complement uh, the Green Fair, which is uh, being held uh, in uh, ooh, just over a couple of weeks' time uh, at the uh, Bishop Auckland Methodist Church uh, on Saturday the 24th of June. In a moment, I'll be uh, talking to uh, Daniel, Daniel Rutland, uh, and asking him uh, how uh, preparations are going for the fair. Uh, we'll be talking to uh, Joyce Jackson, uh, the regional organiser uh, for uh, the North East's uh, WI, and uh, Grace Nicholson uh, from uh, Aid Alliance uh, and uh, Bishop Auckland and beyond. She'll be telling us what she's going to be doing at uh, this year's fair. I'm with Daniel Rutland and uh, we sat in the gardens of the uh, Baptist Church uh, on a beautiful sunny day and uh, I'm, I'm asking uh, Daniel, very good morning to you by the way. Good morning Peter. Uh, I'm just asking how, how are things going on organising the uh, Green Fair this year because it's not so far away now. No, it's um, coming up fast <laughs> so we're about a month away aren't we? Um, yeah. yeah, so it's building up. I'd say it's got really quite busy in the last few weeks, um, which is good. You know, we need to be on it now. Um, but we've got a great team of people who are all, you know, firing on all cylinders and getting out there doing doing their bits and pieces, getting in touch with lots of people, um, getting all the things finalised. So, yeah, we're doing well. I should say, uh, we've got a, a great poster as well, yes. haven't we, for the Green Fair? Yeah, so people should look out for that. Yes, yeah, so start looking on, um, well, on social media and... Um, probably in Bishop Press and, and various other places. Um, we're very lucky to have Thomas Wales from Bacchanalia who's been designing um, sort of publicity stuff for us, so look out for that, yeah. It's kind of green, so you can't miss it. <laughs> Which is very apt, really, isn't it? It's very, very apt, uh, Green Fair. Uh, now, of course, the Green Fair is later on this month, uh, on the 24th, uh, running from 10am uh, on the Saturday morning. Uh, until around about 2pm in the afternoon. How many people uh, are coming along and, and what sort of thing can we expect at the fair this year? Well, I think we're going to have quite a packed, uh, a packed four hours, to be honest. We've got lots of people signing up. Um, we'll be across two venues this time, both at the Baptist Church where we're sitting here and at the Methodist Church just over the road. Um, so hopefully we'll have a good spread of things going on. We'll have lots of stalls, essentially, so we've got kind of um, groups coming to to help you learn all about um, how to make your home more sustainable, how to uh, care for wildlife, how to look after bees, um, all sorts of things that will just be quite practical. Yeah, there's a, a litter pit going yeah, on as well. There's a litter pit going on. Um, there'll be a few other kind of workshop type things. You can learn how to make um, granola bars that don't have any plastic or sugar involved in them. You can. Um, there'll be a little walk going out looking at, at uh, weeds and, and foraging, that kind of stuff. Well, I, I was going to ask you actually, Daniel, because you're, you're going to be doing that, aren't you? Now, now, what sort of thing are you going to be doing on this sort of walk to see what's edible what 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 we should keep and what 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 perhaps we shouldn't yeah well i'm just hoping to kind of uh, 
awaken people to the wonder of weeds really because uh, we tend to be very down on weeds don't we and um, I'm a, I've got a bit of a passion for weeds um, I believe that they have a, a great value for all sorts of things not necessarily in your veg patch but you know um, and some of them we can uh, we can enjoy and eat so uh, and uh, make medicines out of and uh, or just enjoy for their wildlife value so we'll be going around looking at some of the local weeds that are just literally up and down the road here and um, maybe maybe sampling one or two people are, people are a game for it we're in this beautiful garden at the uh, baptist church just just tell us the sort of things that you uh, have put in and are growing here because it's 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 coming up beautifully i mean we're springtime now uh, just just tell us what what you've got in the garden here well, we've got quite a mix of things here, um, Peter. We've kind of tried to um, to make quite a lot of edible stuff because many people come here to the, the church, not just on a Sunday, but also for uh, our open thing on a Wednesday and also just to sit here during the week. And we quite like it. There's just things people can pick and eat and, you know, make, make use of, really. We've got strawberries, we've got apple trees here and a, um, a plum tree. Um, we've got all kinds of herbs growing here, some raspberries, all sorts of things that you can just nibble on. Um, but in amongst all that, we've got lots of um, flowers, basically, that, uh, that are here particularly to attract bees and other pollinators because that's very important uh, in, in our uh, particular circumstances where so many are uh, struggling. Um, and we're trying to create a bit of an ecosystem, really, so that there's um, a bit of everything, you know, and that's really the best way to control pests and um, to have a healthy a healthy garden so yeah come on come on by if anybody's passing on down uh, down Cockton Hill Road you're always welcome in we've we've left the gate open all week so you can come and there's some benches you can sit on and uh, enjoy what there is yeah it's a, it's it's a lovely garden I mean just sitting here there's there's a bird just come down and um, we've we've seen some bees and a couple of butterflies yeah. uh, there's some lovely corn flowers and and uh, there's a, a lot of other different flowers what yeah. what other flowers have you got well, I've got a bit of everything to be honest um, we've got well a lot of it just comes up <laughs> a lot of it's self-seeding with columbines and and um, uh, marigolds and all sorts of stuff that just just self-seeds we've we've kind of tried to make it low maintenance and and um, and just colorful really so uh, coming back to the green fair what sorts of things are you really looking forward to seeing at the green fair this year um, well, yeah, we've we've got um, a pretty packed program, as I said. Um, it'll be um, I'm, I'm particularly interested in um, in having some more um, folks who are coming along with things that they've made. Actually, that we've we've got a bit of a a little uh, cluster of stallholders this year who who are into making sustainable kind of products, skincare and clothing, and that kind of thing. It'll be very interesting to see what they've got. Um, I'm going to really look forward to um, uh, Diane Turner, who's been part of our. Yes, um, she has. planning group who's who's um, going to be working on um, making masks out of upcycled fabric which sounds great fun um, I'm very excited we've got quite a few young people involved this year which is really exciting um, folk from AYCC and um, folk who are coming to us through Daisy Arts as well uh, which we're very privileged to have on board and um, hopefully they're going to be doing some sort of live artwork for us we're not sure exactly what yet but we'll see when we get there and I think going to be doing some sort of a presentation maybe a drama that one of the young people has written um, so I'm really hoping that will pull people in as well sounds, sounds great and, and and you've got you've got some food as well of course, there's, uh, you can't have a, a good event without some food, can you? So we've just literally been this moment talking to Nancy, who's, um, who is here at the church, and she's a, she's a regular cook here, but she's going to come and, uh, and um, hopefully whip up lots of meals from food that would be otherwise going to waste that we've 
uh, collected from local supermarkets and, and uh, other sources. Um, we're hoping that we might have some food outside as well. We haven't quite worked out exactly what yet, but there'll be something along the lines of a barbecue or a pizza maker or something of that kind, hopefully, that will, you know, for people who want to sit outside and sample some food cooked over a fire, we'll hopefully have something of that nature. Well, I have ordered some good weather for you, <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed because you've got quite a bit going on outside yeah, uh, yeah, this year, haven't you? Do, yeah. yeah, we'll have a hopefully a little stage right here in front of us um, where, where we're looking. Um, That's at the Baptist Church? Yes, hopefully, yeah. And we'll, we do have a little event shelter we can put up if it does rain, but um, we're hoping to have some music going on. Um, maybe some live music, who knows, if somebody wants to turn up with a guitar, but at the very least some... Uh, some um, recorded music we'll have a dj which would be nice um just just to sort of uh, give it a nice atmosphere out here i'm not not going to make a loud antisocial <laughs> noise but just just to make create a nice vibe and um and maybe you know we'll have a few people standing up making a few uh, little announcements and things we do have a a little speaker program as well that's probably more likely to be inside um where we've got a couple of quite um special folks coming along to actually really start to unpack some of the um the more complex stuff around climate change and uh, and how we're affecting the earth, um, you know, not not great big long heavy sessions, but a couple of couple of good solid talks hopefully, and then we'll have after that a, a panel time, basically a kind of question time, which um, will be an opportunity for them and anybody else who's been uh, holding a stall perhaps who feels they have a bit of a yeah some knowledge around these subjects that people can just come with their questions because we feel. It's very important that there's places where people can ask questions. You know, we don't want to just preach at people. Um, what we want is a conversation, really, because we recognise these are big, big issues and, you know, there's lots, yes. of, lots of questions that people have. For me, Daniel, it's all about education. Yeah. Uh, these programmes, Green Matters, yeah. have been about educating people and they've certainly educated me yeah, yeah. On, on food waste, on the amount of litter that we've got, even on um, hogweed... And not weed. I didn't realise that that was such a a, a big problem. And um, we're going to be uh, also uh, at the uh, at the Green Fair uh, on the twenty fourth uh, at Bishop FM. And I, I, for one, I'm looking forward to attending. It was great last year, and on all these events, it's great to meet the people and get their their sort of uh, take on on these matters because it's it's really important and as you say we, we're not preaching no, at people no. we're giving them facts so that they can make their own minds up about yeah. all these subjects yeah. and we hope we hope to have a, a sort of a feedback corner somewhere which might be one of the um, initiatives of the young people and that, that are coming hopefully that um, where people can just go and kind of record their feelings and their responses and their impressions and if, if people want to make a sort of a commitment of some kind it could be a very small thing like just you know one less bit of disposable plastic in the kitchen or who knows what we've all got to take you know small steps that's the answer really um little by little uh, there are big things that need doing but um you know we have to start where we can and uh, that's what yeah, we're absolutely. going to be encouraging people to do yeah and i mean i i for one have changed my uh way of thinking uh since since i've been involved in this education trip if you like uh, because it, it's it's really important and we can all do our own little bit and if we all do that it's going to make such a difference it, it is absolutely yeah and, and i think what what's great about it is that when you do start making a few little steps you get quite excited don't you i mean you're like oh look <laughs> there's something i can do and uh, and then you feel like oh you know maybe it's 
we don't just have to be the problem, we can also, um, in our small little ways, begin, start becoming the solution. And that's very exciting to me. And, and, you know, and then we can just go out and have conversations with our, our friends and contacts and, um, you know, people, people pick up on these things, don't they? It's very much in the news and, and um, people often don't know what to do with it all. So if we can start to just unpack and educate a little bit, it's, uh, it's got to be good, hasn't it? It, it is, and it all sounds really exciting. Now, I, I know you're busy here in the garden today because uh, I've interrupted you doing a little bit of weeding and a little bit of tidying up, so uh, I'm going to let you get back to that, and uh, I look forward to uh, talking to you in a couple of weeks or so time at the Green Fair over the road and here at the Baptist Church, at the Methodist Church, uh, it's it's going to be uh, a great day and I hope people can uh, join us. Yeah, great. Thank you, Peter. And I'll just put in a last word, which is just, you know, please come. We want people here. There's no point putting all this on unless we have a good crowd. So um, let's 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 uh, get a good crowd here. So please come along, bring your friends if you can, bring anybody who's interested. Um, and if anybody's, you know, would like to come and actually volunteer, maybe it's come a little bit early, help set things up and uh, and just sort of take a little bit more of a role here um, that would also be very welcome they don't have to commit to lots of meetings or anything but if they wanted to uh, we can sign them up so. absolutely fantastic and people can uh, get in touch with you also uh, just by searching uh, green fair uh, on on the good old internet um, facebook page basically through facebook yeah yeah on on, on facebook and that um a big thank you to you as well, Peter, and to all at, at Bishop FM for all you're doing, because it really is wonderful, and um, we appreciate it very much, so thank you. It is, uh, that's a pleasure. It is, it is our absolute pleasure, Daniel. Thank you very much, and as I say, I look forward to talking to you on the day. Great stuff. See you then. This is Crooks Bishop FM. Listen to Bishop FM on your smart speaker. Ask it to play Bishop FM. Hi, this is Gary Bergam inviting you to join me every Sunday lunchtime between 12 and 1 for some wonderful memories from the swinging 60s. We'll feature music from the Pirate Radio Chants of Radio Caroline, Radio London, Radio 270 and many others. Plus our 60s classic album track, a long forgotten B-side and that song that should have been a hit. Join me every Sunday at noon or every Thursday at 8pm and we'll relive the swinging 60s. If you see somebody showing any of the signs of a stroke, you don't have to think about it, you just dial 999. Use the FAST test. F. Face. Has their face fallen on one side? Can they smile? A. Arms. Can they raise both arms and keep them there? S. Speech. Is their speech slurred? T. Time. Time to call 999 if you see any one of these signs. Act fast, make the call, dial 999. You're listening to Bishop FM. Green Matters is sponsored by King James WI. You can contact Durham County Federation of WIs on 079-324-34025. Peter. Coming from the heart of the community. I'm with uh, Joyce Jackson, uh, trustee uh, of the uh, Durham County Federation of WIs. Very good morning to you, Joyce. Thanks for joining us here on Bishop FM. Good morning, Peter. Good to talk to you. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, I, I know I was supposed to be talking to you a few weeks ago, and I know you haven't been well, so I'm, I'm glad that you, you're much better now. Uh, but uh, just, just tell us a little bit about 
the Women's Institute? The Women's Institute is a very big national organisation. Hmm. So our, if you like, umbrella is the National Federation of WIs. Right. Um, and then underneath that umbrella, we have sort of regional organisations, which the Durham County Federation is one of those regional organisations. Right. And underneath that, we have lots of local WIs uh, across the whole of County Durham, and there are 69 of them across County Durham. Do you know, Joyce, I didn't realise that the the WI was so big. And uh, yep. I, I've, yeah. I've recently been on your national website uh, and uh, you get involved in, in so many things. What are the main things that, that you're involved in, uh, Joyce? The WI as a whole is involved in many aspects of life. Hmm. Um, but the part of the WI that I'm particularly involved in is what we would call public affairs. And that's very much involved with campaigning on issues that affect our lives. The WI has been involved in campaigning ever since its formation, um, mm. right back to things like the Keep Britain Tidy campaign and yes. initial things around breast screening. And then more latterly, lots of environmental things. And recently, of course, with all the climate crisis, um, the WI has been involved with a national organisation called the Climate Coalition. Have you heard of that, Peter? Yes, I have heard of yeah. the Climate Coalition. Just tell, tell me a little bit more about that, Joyce. The WI itself was one of the founder members of the Climate Coalition. And what they do is have events and things throughout the year to promote and talk about and get people to understand more about some of the climate crisis issues. They always have a big event um, on the 14th of February, if you like, linked in with um, Valentine's Day, right. and it's called Show the Love. And the symbol of Show the Love is a green heart. Mm. So every year across the country, there are climate coalition and WI events about the climate, getting people to talk about things that matter to them about the climate, to talk about things that they can do to help. Um, for example, within Durham County Federation, um, on the 14th of February this year, we had an event um, in Spennymoor, which is where the Federation's offices are. Right. Um, we had it as a coffee morning and we had lots of green hearts and we had lots of green hearts made from mashed up toilet paper in which was soaked into wild flower seeds so people could take away their green heart with flower seeds and grow a pot of flowers. And we do that every year to celebrate things about the climate that we care about. So it's, it's a really nice event. Although there's such a lot of difficult messages about the climate change, this is a very positive way of trying to encourage people to do things to help. Well, until I, I read the information on your national uh, website, uh, I, I didn't realise that WI has a proud history of taking action to protect the environment. And yeah. for nearly 100 years, WI members have led campaigns to conserve the natural world from environmental degradation and climate change. For 100 years. Yeah. Crikey, yeah, that's a long bit, time. It is, yes. I mean, when you think about the number of members as well, I think nationally there's probably nearly 200,000 members, WI members, across the country. And in Durham, there's about 1,900 members. That's a lot of people taking action yeah. or helping to take action, isn't it? It certainly is. And, uh, I mean, one of the um, climate change campaign achievements 
2022 uh, was was the the February show the love which you've just been talking about uh, the yeah. the great big green week mobilization yeah that's coming up the great big green week it's going to be in June this year and it runs from oh. the 10th to the 18th of June and again it's a bit like the show the love event in February it's about promoting things that we can do to help our climate and our environment um, and it was run the previous year in September but they've changed it to June this year and what we're going to do in in Durham is have an event on the 17th of June to celebrate the great big green week but we're having a gardening event right. um, again just a, a way of um, getting people to talk about their environment but to bring plants to buy plants to talk about plants to talk about the sort of plants you need in your garden to encourage bees because you know yes. bees are another part of one of the WI's campaigns about you know uh, supporting bees and making sure we keep all these honeybees and bumblebees in our environment yes absolutely what are what are some of the other things locally that the WI do to to sort of uh, help the climate change campaign july is always plastic the plastic free month plastic free july right you'll find individual wis promoting certain things uh, for their very small communities or bigger town and city communities just for that particular month uh, it says uh, on the website uh, how to get involved uh, yeah. you can make and send your mp uh, your own patchwork green heart yeah you can visit the Climate Coalition's website and find out more about Show the Love. Yes. And uh, visit Warm This Winter website, which we, we're a little bit out of the winter now, but obviously yes. uh, it will go forward into next winter. So how, how can people get in touch with you locally? If somebody's listening to this who is interested in joining the WI, mm -hmm. um, if they go to... The National WI's website, there is a way of looking at where they live, putting in their postcode, which will then bring up for them the WI's nearest to them and some contact information if they want to get involved or find out more. This particular programme uh, on Green Matters is being sponsored by the uh, King James yep. Women's Institute, which is the one uh, for us in Bishop Auckland. Bishop. Uh, they meet at the Hospital Club Eskimo Road, Bishop Auckland. That's DL 146AD. And the best telephone number to get them on is 07932 434025. And uh, there are lots of other WIs uh, in, in the region. Uh, if you go to um, the National website which is www.thewi.org.uk the wi is all one word so the wi.org.uk indeed as you said joyce you can put your postcode in and uh, it will give you your local uh, wi uh, but uh, yes uh, etherley and toft hill um or oh, there's there's newton acliffe there's, there's lots of uh, local uh, WIs round and about. Uh, sounds like it keeps you busy, Joyce. It does. It keeps me very busy, Peter. Um, as you said at the beginning, I'm a trustee, so that involves um, monthly meetings, and then we have various series of committees below the Board of Trustees, so there's meetings for that. And, of course, I am, I am a member of Frostley WI, which is where I live, 
so I've got obviously the duties of being in Frosty WI and I'm secretary of my local WI. So that all keeps you even busier then, Joyce, by the sound of things. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> well, we're very grateful for the local WI um, sponsoring us uh, here at Bishop FM because we, we're all volunteers uh, and uh, uh, it's been absolutely great to talk to you, Joyce. Thank you very much for your time. Been a pleasure. Thanks, to, thanks for talking to Peter. me. Peter. Coming from the heart of the community. On with Grace Nicholson. Uh, she's field organiser for North East England uh, for the Aid Alliance. Very good morning to you, Grace. Good morning, Peter. How are you today? Uh, I'm very well, thank you. And uh, thank you for joining us here on Green Matters. Now, tell us, Grace, about Aid Alliance. Yeah, so firstly, thanks very much for having me on today, Peter. Um, so just give a bit of information about the Aid Alliance. So it's an organisation that runs all over England. And our overall aim really is to raise awareness about aid and international development in local communities around the country. So aid and development is quite big, all-encompassing topic. It includes yes. things like global um, health, gender equality, and th also things like climate change and environmentalism as well. Right. So, um, yeah, big topic, but it's one that does need addressing and needs um, uh, our attention as well. Yes, certainly. Now, um, I mentioned there that you're field organiser for the northeast of England. So yes. tell us a little bit, Grace, about your role uh, in the northeast part of the organisation of Aid Alliance. Yeah, so my role entails supporting different community groups around the northeast. So I think we've got about 11 or 12 different community groups. One of those community groups is called Bishop Auckland and Beyond. So Bishop Auckland and Beyond, again, like I said, just aims to raise awareness on aid, international development, but also things like climate action and what we can be doing in our local communities as well to tackle um, the environmental issues that we're facing. So what, what sort of things does Bishop Auckland and beyond uh, get involved in? Multiple different things, really. One of the main ones, things we do is street stalls. So we put up a street stall. This can either be on a high street in a random day or it can be at an event. And what we do on these street stalls is we just try to have conversations with passers-by about these topics mm. of aid, development, climate action. The aim of these street stores isn't necessarily to challenge people and to change ideas. It's more just to have an open discussion and a safe space for people to talk about these topics because they can be quite daunting. They can even be a little bit controversial. So it's just a good space for us to have a general topic, a general chat, sorry, about um, these topics. What we also do is we have stalls at events. So I'll actually be at the Green Fair, which is really exciting. So I'll be there for Bishop Auckland and beyond um, and we'll be having some activities and again, just discussions with people about the more international perspective of the environment and climate change. So that's great, um, uh, Grace. You, you, you're going to be at the Green Fair, which is coming up later on in the month, uh, hmm. 24th of June, 10 until 4. I like to, I like to always, I always get that in, Grace. Tell us uh, some of the activities that you're going to be uh, getting involved in at the Green Fair here in Bishop Auckland. Yeah, sure. So some are still to be confirmed about what we'll be doing specifically on the stall. But we've got some um, board games and puzzles um, for the kids to, to do, or adults if they want to as well. 
Um, we've also got some um, postcard designs and people can just write a postcard and then we can post it to their MPs. So then on the postcard, you can just say, I believe we should be focusing more on the climate because um, and there may be also be a panel. Um, so it will be potentially me and then some other speakers from other local organisations. Right. And again, the aim is just to have people asking us questions about what's happening in Bishop Auckland and why all of this is important. So lots of different activities to be involved with, really. On the, on the stalls and uh, at these events uh, like mm. the Green Fair, what are the sort of questions that you get asked, Grace? Yeah, good, good question. So when we discuss aid and international development, mm. a lot of the conversation can lead to a, a very valid question, which is why should we be spending money internationally when we've got lots of problems now in this country? Which, again, is a great question to be asked because it is a very, very valid one to for people to be thinking. Mm. So how I answer that is just saying I personally don't think it should be one or the other. Yes, we should be campaigning for more spending within this country, but also we do need to be investing internationally because things like climate change are a global and local issue. So, um, yeah, we need to be focusing our efforts on both national matters, but also international matters as well. How do you think Aid Alliance helps in climate change uh, all over the world? Yeah, so in the Aid Alliance, what we're doing is we're just trying to raise awareness on that link between international development, aid spending that the UK government is investing in other countries and climate change. So when we're having these discussions with the general public, it is just about drawing those connections between climate change and international development and how it's all linked together. So, for example, if the UK government starts investing more money in other countries, sustainable transport, for example, that could reduce the carbon footprint for that country, which yeah. will then benefit us in this country as well. Basically, what we're trying to do is just raise awareness in our local communities so then people have that global and local perspective as well when thinking about climate change. Yeah, because people don't realise that the whole world is all interlinked, isn't it? Mm, definitely. What's the sort of age range, Grace, that come to talk to you? Yeah, great question. Again, it's anyone and everyone, really. Um, mm. Depends on the day. For example, if sometimes we're on a street stall midday on a Tuesday, so it can be people that are just walking by then. Or at an event, again, it can be any age, um, any background. So we really, really do encourage anyone to have a conversation with us. Again, climate change is something which affects everybody. So it's just great to have these conversations with anyone, no matter what your opinion is on it, no matter what your experiences are of it. It's just great to have an open conversation with anyone who is interested. Yeah, and, uh, you know, as, as I've said before, uh, the idea of uh, this programme, Green Matters, is not only just to complement the green fair which as i say is coming up uh, literally in in a couple of weeks or so mm. um but it, it, it's to educate people and uh, since i've been involved um it's certainly changed my attitudes on things just by being educated into uh, some of the the matters that that we've spoken about so it's it's very commendable to uh, to be talking to people uh, about this subject because people are afraid uh, mm. that, and they don't know what to do. And, and I yeah. think it's, you know, every little helps, isn't it? 
Definitely, and that's why uh, the Green Fair event will be just, it's, it's, an, it's an inspiring look at environmentalism and, and what we can do in climate change. So, you know, like you said, climate change is a scary and daunting topic, but that's why events like the Green Fair are really important because it showcases what we can do as individuals, what we can do as a community, and that does have an impact. Hmm. So get along to the Green Fair because it will be an inspiring look at what we can do towards the environment and to create a more sustainable future. Great. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to the event. What are you looking forward to most uh, from the Green Fair conversations? Yeah, the conversations that I enjoy having most are ones that where people are just being open with me hmm. um, about what they think about climate change, the environment and international development generally. Um, I think it's really good for these street stalls, for these stalls at these fairs, to facilitate a safe space for people to ask questions for me. Without that, then these conversations are never going to be had. People are never going to feel safe to speak or to question things about climate change and international development, which can then maybe lead to more polarisation towards these issues. So to be honest, just any conversation where people are open and happy to talk to me are the ones that I just really enjoy and I'm looking forward to have at the Green Fair. Well, we're, we're looking forward to uh, uh, talking to everybody and uh, I'll be uh, uh, looking forward to talking to yourself as well because we'll be broadcasting live uh, from the Green yeah. Fair this year. Mm. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, now, uh, Bishop Auckland and beyond, how do people get in touch um, to, to sort of see what's going on uh, and maybe lend a hand? Yeah, so another great question. So we do have a Facebook page called Bishop Auckland and Beyond. So if you're on Facebook, please do go on the page, follow, um, like us and send me a message. Um, so if you are interested in either volunteering at the Green Fair, then again, send me a message on the Facebook page and I would be more than happy to have you along as, as well. That would be great. If you're unable to volunteer for the Green Fair, then always looking for um, volunteers to help out in general Bishop Auckland and beyond activities. I try to tailor what volunteers want to get involved with. So, for example, if you want to help out the street stores, that's fantastic. Come along to a street store. Or if you're more involved in event organisation, then we can start organising events together. Or if you're someone who likes to help out on social media, then I can get you on the Facebook page and you can start posting on there. So very, very open to anyone who's willing to offer their time to um, Bishop Auckland and beyond if any of these topics that I've discussed today has interested you in any way. But also we do offer training for any volunteers that aren't um, or don't have experience in any of this. So don't feel like you've got to be well equipped with previous experience because you don't. We just welcome anyone who's interested. And uh, people can get uh, in touch with you um, by email as well, can't they, Grace? Yes, they can. So my email address is gnicholson at aidalliance.org.uk. gnicholson at aidalliance.org.uk. What other things does uh, Bishop Auckland and beyond get involved in, Grace? Yes, yeah, so we love to help out in different events. And one event that we've got coming up, um, which is actually tomorrow, so Monday the 5th of June from 6pm to 7.15pm, it's online and it's free. And the event is called World Environment Day, What's Happening in Kenya. So it's a bit of a different one to what we usually organise. But 
we have two speakers from Kenya who will be showcasing what they're doing in their local communities. So it could be an interesting one for anyone who's doing some community organizing in Bishop Auckland, for example, to attend and see if there are any similarities or any differences between what they're doing in Bishop and what other people are doing in Kenya. So quite an interesting different one there, but definitely one that um, would be worth popping along to. Sounds really good, Grace. Uh, well, look, thank you very much for your time uh, today on Green Matters. It's been absolutely fantastic to talk to you. Um, and uh, I look forward to seeing you uh, and uh, talking to you at the Green Fair in just uh, two or three weeks' time. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on, Peter. It's been been great. And, yeah, looking forward to the Green Fair and looking forward to meeting you and all of your listeners at the event as well. Fantastic. Thanks, Grace. <laughs> Calling all businesses. Whether you're selling products or services, our listeners are waiting to hear from you. Advertising on Bishop FM is easy. Visit bishopfm.com, click on advertising and send us your details. We'll get right back to you. Bishop FM is local radio for South Durham and we mean business. This is Shildon's Bishop FM. Listen to Bishop FM on your smart speaker. Ask it to play Bishop FM. Hi, it's Peter here to remind you that if you love 70s music, join me on Sunday afternoon from 5pm on 105.9 Bishop FM for the 70s hour. I'll have two from one great group or artist plus some nostalgic 70s records from the decade that we call the 70s. So join me, Peter Rush, for the 70s hour at 5pm this Sunday on Bishop FM. And don't forget that the 70s hour is now repeated on Saturday mornings from 7am. See you soon. Bye for now. Peter. Coming from the heart of the community. Green Matters is sponsored by King James WI. You can contact Durham County Federation of WIs on 079-324-34025. Peter Rush. Bishop FM. Earlier this week, uh, I went up to Binchester to talk to Tam Mayer about how important it is uh, for us to uh, look after our farmland. Uh, I also uh, spoke to uh, Tam and Joe, who are coming to the uh, Green Fair this year. Uh, they're uh, bringing uh, loads of worms and uh, bugs. Uh, but I started off uh, out in the meadows talking to Tam. Uh, I'm here with uh, Tam from the Auckland Project, and uh, we're... Uh, on Binchester Hall Farm, which is uh, just by the fort. Uh, Tam, just, just tell us what sort of things that you're doing here. Yeah, okay, well, thanks, Peter. So, um, yeah, we're here in the wonderful um, surroundings of Binchester Hall Farm. What we're trying to do is that we, we've just started a project where we are working with um, the tenant farming family, who are the Sedgwicks, um, who farm the land for us. And we are looking to transition the farm to become a much more nature-friendly model of farming. 
So um, we have a really strong feeling that as, as landowners, the Auckland Project are landowners, and we're really mm. privileged to be landowners. Um, but I feel that we have a really strong duty of care to the land, to do the best that we can for the land. Um, we are also a farm, so we, we produce meat, so we um, farm cattle and sheep. Um, and so we're really interested in how we can do that in a way that's better and has a really positive effect for our environment. So not just keep things the way that they are, but try to be um, more nature friendly with our farm. And part of the way that we're going to do that is that we're going to change our grazing. So there are lots of really interesting things that you can do with, with grazing. So managing grazing um, becomes a technique that you can use to, to improve the health of your pastures, which then um, improves the health of the soil beneath the pasture, which then has knock-on effects um, in terms of the wildlife and the benefits to nature above the pasture. So really it's all about how you manage the soil and using your cattle and sheep as a tool, I guess you could say, to, to manage your soil in a better way. And then all the benefits of that um, management of the soil, better management of the soil, have really, really important benefits for, for us as people um, and for the natural surroundings. Because it's, it's not a five-minute job, is it, to, to sort of do all of this? It's, it's, it's quite a, uh, an extensive, time-consuming project, I would presume. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a it's a long-term project, so we don't expect to see huge differences in the short term. So we are talking about a long-term plan for managing the land over over decades really for improvement. So how how, how does it help the animals? Yeah, so basically your cattle want to eat the best grass basically um if you think about it they're just like us you know if you go to the fridge you want to get the i don't know depends what your taste is or you might want to get the chocolate bar out the fridge or you might want to get the cheese out the fridge if you're me because i love cheese um but the cattle they're going to go around and they're going to find the best grass and and they're going to eat that so it means that the better quality um that you can allow the grass to become which basically means the taller the wider the leaves, um, you know, the, the more density of the foliage, the more sugars are contained within that. So the tastier it is for the cattle and the better it is for the cattle health. So that's going to help the nutrition of the cattle, which also translates into the, the nutritional quality and density of the meat from that cattle. So not only are you improving the health of the cattle because they're eating grass that's healthier, but you're also improving the quality of the meat so that, you know, your products, your produce from the cattle is, is better for humans to eat as well. And we're also encouraging a lot more variety within the grasses. So you'll see a lot of pastures that look really fantastic and they're very green, but they all look the same. And that's because a lot of them will be sown with just one or two species of grasses. But I think we're all aware now that actually growing monocultures is not such a good idea. And we might think of that in terms of crops, but we don't necessarily think of it in terms of grass. So one of our key um, kind of ideas and, and um, things that we're trying to evolve is the, is the different number of species within our grasslands and how can we graze differently to allow a greater diversity within the grasslands and not just different grasses but also what we call forbs so some people would call them weeds and some people might call them wild flowers but we want to encourage things like dandelions and buttercups and forget-me-nots and 
docks and meadowsweet and all of these have slightly different um, nutritional makeup and, and chemical makeup and you'll find that that will translate into again giving the cows or the sheep a, a better quality diet which in turn gives us a better quality diet so it's it's really the 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 richness of the grassland and and just standing here listening to the birds and and seeing the wasps and butterflies and all the insects fleeing by it, it all looks really rich and green doesn't it it does it does and that's you know that's what we're that's what we're aiming for and again that's really interesting because we um we have a very specific idea of what grasslands should look like and and often um i think one of the tendencies that we have in in modern farming and, and agriculture is that we perhaps overgraze our grasslands and we graze them too short so you almost get a kind of bowling green effect and we do the same as gardeners in our gardens we we graze our grass really short with our lawnmowers so we do exactly the same thing and just as the rhs and other wildlife charities are encouraging us to to grow our grass longer or not mow it so it's like let's not mow it so that so that our insects and our birds because it's all part of a much wider food chain you know if we grow our grass a bit longer it provides food um for our bees our insects our butterflies um hoverflies wasps all a huge variety of insects and that then passes on to to the bird life and the, and the mammal life because you know it's all part of a much larger food chain isn't it i can see uh, across to the eastern boundary of uh, lodge farm and uh, the farmland i mean we haven't had an awful lot of rain over the last uh, sort of week or two uh, but it, it, it all looks very lush, very green, um, and, and there's buttercups in the fields, and you can see various sort of hedgerows and that. Is, is that something that you, you, you're very mindful of? Yeah, absolutely. And one of the um, one of the lovely projects that we've got for, for the future is um, that we're going to extend... Um, the hedgerows that are on um, on the farm. So we have um, so Gordon Sedgwick, who who founded the farm here. Um, he is actually responsible for planting kilometres of hedgerows, some of which you can see here, stretching all the way down the hill. But there are still lots of old hedgerows here, and you can see them um, everywhere you look, where you've sort of got a few old trees, and you can almost see there's a kind of line where an old hedgerow used to be. So we're really, really keen to, to replant uh, some of those hedgerows. Hedgerows are incredibly important. They're amazing habitats for um, insects and mammals and birds, so they give them places to shelter. They provide lots of food. They are also really, really good for cattle. So they have, and sheep, you know, they have the same benefits. So you'll sometimes see cattle and sheep grazing along the hedgerows. They might be picking out ivy. Um, they might be picking out um, hawthorn. I've seen them eating them. And they'll be just hunting for little bits of nutrition within the hedgerow. And it also provides shelter for them. Wildlife corridors, so you know we we can join the wonderful Belburn Wood, which marks our sort of northern boundary. So we can start to join that up with with the woodlands and um, down to the south, and and put in wildlife corridors. So, yeah, the hedgerows are a really really important part of the future of the farm, and and establishing those, um, and and looking after them. Yeah. 
It is really beautiful out here. So just for the time being, thanks very much, Tam. Thank you. Peter at the heart of the community on 105.9 Bishop FM. When I was up uh, at Binchester Roman Fort talking to Tam uh, earlier this week, uh, it was such a, a beautiful day, the sun was out, and we wandered across uh, the car park uh, to look at uh, Ash's bees. Now, we had to stand at the side of the hives uh, not to be uh, in the, the bees' sort of line of sight. And uh, this is what Tam had to say. Now, we've moved uh, just across the uh, car park here at the Roman Fort, and uh, just uh, in the entrance, um, there's lots of uh, beehives, and uh, Tam's joined me. This is an extraordinary sight, Tam, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, we're really lucky because the sun has just come out, and um, you can really see all the bees, how active they are. So there's there's quite a lot of bees kind of congregated around the entrance of the hive. We can see that a lot of them are kind of shooting out, and they're they're going out to um, to collect pollen, and um, and then there's the um, bees returning to the hive and bringing back kind of full loads of, of pollen for the hive. So so they they're actually slower <laughs> coming back. Than that, they, they seem to be going out at breakneck speed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I believe they go out at about thirty miles an hour, and then um, yeah, they're a bit slower um, and, and more laden down when they're coming back. So yeah. <laughs> now I know this isn't your subject, uh, Tam, but uh, thanks for uh, joining me at the hives. Where do they go to collect the pollen? Yeah, so um, bees, I think, collect pollen in about a three-mile radius from from where they are. Yeah, yeah, and um, and actually, um, our beekeeper Ash, he's he's just sent away, and we're actually getting the honey analysed so that we can find out what the kind of component parts of that honey are. So we should be able to find out what. Um, what plants they're actually going to. So um, we know that they visit the ivy, for instance, which is around us here. We know, um, I've seen them visiting um, snowdrops and the, the buttercups and the daisies. Um, but we, we're going to be really interested, actually, to find out how, where they are actually going. And that will give us an idea of, of how far they're travelling and, and to see what that how that then translates into our lovely honey. Because there's, there's a lot of pollen round here, isn't there? There's the daisies, the buttercups, and uh, you were saying earlier they they come along to the uh, the ivy as well yeah so um ivy is one of the really important early food sources for bees and not just honeybees actually all all um species of bees so wild bees as well um and you don't really notice it but it does have wonderful flowers um which provide you know a lot of um pollen for the for the bees early in the season and we also know that they quite like visiting Himalayan balsam. And I, I know, um, you know, that's um, one of the um, invasive species that's non-native, but it is really, really popular with, with bees. They seem to be uh, heading out very, very, very quickly. So obviously when they've come back with the pollen uh, into, into the hives, uh, they, they sort of uh, uh, put it into the honeycombs and, 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 and they're off again so quickly. Are they, are they active like this all day? Yeah, I mean, the more the sunnier it is, the more active they are generally, and the warmer it is. So you'll you'll notice that if it's a, a dull or a cloudy day, the hives are, are not as busy. Um, and obviously, in the winter, it that you know their life cycle changes, and and they they stay in the hives for for quite a long time. But yeah, the sunnier, the more active. We're observing these uh, hives from the side view, um, and because uh, we didn't want to get in the way. 
but uh, Tam, thanks very much for uh, for telling us a little bit about the uh, the Hollies. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Peter Rush at the heart of the community on 105.9 Bishop FM. On with uh, Joe and Tam. Tell us a little bit about what you do when the school children come up here to the Roman fort and the farm. During the school holidays, uh, we work with We're River Trust and uh, we put on fun and food sessions here, uh, which is great fun. Um, it's a really nice opportunity for children to come up with the parents and um, be creative, roam around in the fields, all sorts of things. So, so what, what, what sort of things do you do? The sessions we've got coming up, we're actually linking with Binchester Roman Fort. Uh, so we're, we're going with kind of Roman-inspired crafts, um, things based around mosaic and things like that. Uh, and then we're actually going to have a little tour of uh, the Roman Fort as well. And then we'll be going into the paddock and uh, lighting the fire pit. Now I'm told by Tam that you're the creative one, Joe. So, so what sort of things do you create for the green fair that's coming up and uh, for the school children when they come along? Right, well, we, I try and use um, materials that you probably have kicking around the house anyway. Uh, I quite like using recycled materials, uh, like re- re- recycling card um, and you know, papers and things like that. So, you know, old posters that we've taken down. And, you know, they are things that anyone can do, but at the same time, hopefully someone quite small can do them. Uh, but because we get families here, uh, there's got to be an element of it that will appeal to different age groups. Uh, so, you know, we, for instance, with the paper mosaics we're doing, there's a sort of simple version. Or if you have the, you know, the patience and the dexterity, the world is your oyster. Uh, now, Tam, tell us a little bit about what you're going to be doing at the Green Fair in, well, just a couple of weeks or so time. Um, you, you've you've got a little um, clear plastic. Well, it's all about worms. So tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah. So um, one of the things that we're going to bring along with us is um, a. Um, I guess it's almost. I think people know the observation hives that you have for bees, but this is actually a, an observation. Um, an observation of the soil really I'm not really sure and so basically it allows us to put some worms and some soil into our plastic box and then um, everybody can see how um, worms behave in soil because there's this whole kind of world beneath our feet in the soil that we we never see Um, so this gives us an opportunity for people to see worms moving through the soil and um, we've got some different coloured layers of sand, so you'll be able to see the worms kind of moving around in the soil and, and see the way that they make tunnels in the soil. Um, so that's going to be really fun. So it's a, a real worm world. <laughs> it is a total worm world, and we love it, yeah. Well, we're looking forward to that. What, what else are you going to be bringing to the Green Fair? Uh, so we're going to be talking about insects generally. We have our fantastic volunteer beekeeper coming along with us um so we're going to be talking about the importance of, of pollinators and you know how the world will really come crashing down around us for us uh, if they you know if we don't look after them uh, we're also going to be making 
it, depending on how much table space we have, <laughs> uh, we'll be making some bugs that um, so people can get involved and do a bit of crafting and take that home with them. Yeah, well, we're <laughs> we're really hoping to just get people thinking more about insects and how important insects and worms are to 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 us actually as humans. Um, they're very important. So people can see you at the Green Fair, um, Tam. And uh, we're looking forward to that. Maybe you could uh, talk to us at the Green Fair as well. <laughs> Absolutely. We, um, Joe and I are going to be there. Ash, as we said, Ash the beekeeper is going to be there as well. And we would love to talk to as many people as possible and uh, share our love of nature. Yeah. How are, how are people moving forward going to be able to, to get in touch with you and, and maybe help? Yeah, well, we are right at the beginning of this project. So what I would say is watch this space, keep in touch with um, the Auckland project. Um, we're hoping to set up a Facebook page and do come and say hello to us at the Green Fair because we'd, we'd love to see you. Yeah, and just, I, I always get this in, Tam. Uh, the Green Fair, it's uh, Saturday the 24th of this month, 24th of June, and uh, it's running from 10 a.m. Uh, till uh, 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And uh, there's going to be lots of things going on. And uh, look out for those worms. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Joe, Tam, thank you very much uh, for uh, joining us here on uh, Green Matters. Uh, and uh, we look forward to seeing you at the Green Fair. Yeah, thank you. Thanks very too. much. Well, that's just about all we've got time for uh, on uh, Green Matters uh, this time. Uh, I hope you found it uh, as interesting as I have uh, talking to uh, all the people uh, that took part in the programme. Thanks very much to uh, Daniel Rutland and, of course, Joyce Jackson uh, from the uh, WI. Grace Nicholson uh, from uh, Aid Alliance and, of course, uh, Tam Mayer and uh, Joe uh, up there uh, at the Auckland Project. Thanks for your company as well. Uh, I'll see you real soon. Bye for now.